Hello and welcome to the Scenic Podcast. This week's conversation is with the enchanting singer-songwriter Kaylin Marie. The self-taught guitarist released her debut EP entitled Where I Need in February of this year. Here's a sample of Sweet Sweet from that EP. And our lips become the justification of our art I had the chance to meet and work with Kaylin about two years ago on the set of a music video for the amazing band Lucius. She and I played a husband and wife that had mysteriously died at their dinner table. Unfortunately, that particular video was never released, but fortunately, it was a chance to meet Kaylin. I had such an enjoyable time chatting with her about her journey from actor to musician, and she is so genuine, I honestly felt that we had been friends for years, even though we haven't seen or spoken to each other since that day. After you've listened to our conversation, please head over to kaylinmariemusic.com to find links to her YouTube and Facebook pages, and then head over to iTunes to buy her EP. You won't regret it. And now, here is the Scenic Podcast, episode number seven, with Kaylin Marie. Sure. You keep talking and all. Talking. Talking now. Um, I'll stand here. So you're you're leaving, you said. You're going going on a trip? uh, Just July 31st to August 10th, which um, was going to be till the 15th, but then I got offered that Joe's Pub show, which was really exciting, but also very nerve-wracking, because I'm not going to be able to do my usual kind of online self-promotion and everything, because I'm going to be like... Traveling. <laughs> traveling. So is yeah. traveling for fun? It is for fun and for family and for music. Okay. So I'm yeah. going to be going to Nashville for the first time. Oh, I'm wow. Really excited about it. What's, uh, what's, what's going on in Nashville? Like what's, why are you excited about that? Well, I have wanted to check out Nashville since I picked up a guitar. Okay. 12 years ago. <laughs> um, so it's it's just, you know, yeah. it's the buzzword for music cities. It seems to be. Like, there are a lot of people that I've known who are musicians in the city who have moved to Nashville. Yes. And do they love it? I, mean, I don't know. I mean, probably. probably. <laughs> no, they probably do. Because I think there's, like you said, it's like, a, you know, it's a, sort of a buzzword. People yes. are really... They want to see what it's... Enjoying it. Like, I guess it's kind of like Austin for some people. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I've never been there. Me neither. No? Well, granted, I didn't really start... um, Are we good? Yeah, we're good. We're we're, going. We're going? Okay. I was like, oh, gosh. (laughs) Um, I didn't start uh, really pursuing music until a year and a half, two years ago. Okay. I came to school, or came to New York to study theater. Studied theater at Marymount Manhattan College. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, got my acting degree, yeah. BFA, yeah. <laughs> worked really hard. I mean, it was great. I, I loved my experience at Marymount. Mm-hmm. I um, it really didn't let you slide with mediocrity. Okay. Uh, we went from 55 to, I think, 14 by the end of the program, and it okay. was just... In your um, class, you mean? Yeah, in okay. my class. Uh, and then it was a small school, which I, you know, when you come to a big city, you want some community, so that was great. Where are you from originally? I moved around a lot, okay. uh, but before New York, I was right outside of Baltimore okay. um, in a little place called Severna Park. Okay. It's also between Baltimore and Annapolis. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was there for two years, and prior to that, I was in Pennsylvania, Okay. in York, Pennsylvania, which actually is a smaller town in York called Stewartstown, <laughs> uh, where there's not even a traffic light. Yeah. So it's like real inception. You're just really getting it's like it just and then it's <laughs> and this street and this street and then we're further further in. <laughs> Detail oriented. Um, That's good. But no, Stewartstown is where I also started playing music. Okay. I, so I'm very grateful for small towns that you know you have to entertain yourself because I probably wouldn't have found guitar had I. That had nothing to do. <laughs> right. So, so, so you're saying acting came first? Acting, strangely, music came first. Okay. I did. I, I started playing music, and then I had always put up little skits and stuff growing up. So my dad said, "Why don't you try this theater camp?" You know? Okay. So I went to theater camp, and we did The Sound of Music harmoniously. It was. Um, how so? How old are you at this point? I'm 25. 
Okay, well, I don't mean right now. So, I'm no. sorry. Oh, no, that's great. That thank point. you. Yeah. I did say at this point. So, <laughs> at this, I thought you meant at this point in the story. Yeah, no, <laughs> or, or I tricked you. Point, yeah. um, at that point, I was 14. <laughs> um, so... What goes on at theater camp? Theater camp was basically... Uh, How long are you there? Like a week? Two, two weeks? Two, three weeks. Is it like Wet Hot American you, Summer? I've never seen that. You have, oh my goodness. <laughs> well, they're yeah. redoing it. Or well, they're doing something. they're doing a, a series. So it was a movie 10 years ago. Okay. By a oh. lot of the guys who did The State and uh, you know, uh, obviously Amy Poehler. Yeah. Really great people. Uh, so now that they've done is they basically have done a prequel. But it's a, a series on Netflix. So oh. the movie's called The Last Day of Camp. It okay. was called The First Day of Camp. And so it's all these characters meeting for the first time, I guess. Nice. So good. As you were saying, I apologize. Well, I, <laughs> maybe it was, I, I, I have a feeling it wasn't like Wet Hot Probably. It's a bunch of, you know, preteens trying to learn how to wear makeup and things like that. <laughs> so you're, um, you're, so, so it's a lot of, 14-year-olds, I guess, a lot yeah, of 12. Yeah, 14. I'd even say 14 was at the, the latter end of the age bracket. Okay. Um, there were a lot of kids. So it was, and it was just a community kind of thing. Sure. Um, so that was, that was the sound of music, and I played a nun. And then, <laughs> um, and I loved it, though. I had, yeah. I had so much fun. Um, and then, you know, when you got into high, I got into high school. And right. They were putting up musicals, and we did Hello Dolly, and then we did Sound Music again. But then I was Liesel, and that was nice. that was fun. So I was um, my it got me used to singing in front of people. You're like, here's my resume. I've yes. already done this, so I'm gonna need a I'm gonna need a better nun. Yeah, I'm gonna need a better part. I'm gonna need a better part. Uh, I have to be at least one of the children. No, that's funny. Yeah. I know at least one of the children. That gotta be a fun trap this time. Um, but you know, actually, when I when I used to do musicals, I would often be cast as the villain, uh, oh. which is really funny to me because yeah. I, I and a lot of my friends just don't believe me, and then I have to pick up pictures um, just because they don't see me as being this like comedic evil person. I'm very okay. awkward and uh, try to be nice. <laughs> so what uh, what parts were you playing? Were you a villain? Um, there uh, there was a show called Good News. It's like mm. a 1920s musical. Okay. I, was, I was like the sorority. Um, Queen Bee kind of thing, and then okay. Thoroughly Modern Millie. I played oh, yeah. Mrs. Mears. Oh, nice. Um, and then High School Musical. I played Sharpay. Oh man! <laughs> oh man! I know. It's so, I loved it. I loved. How it. built in was that? Right. So the people who created this show, right, to create this movie, they're like, perfect. This will run for the next forever. Forever. <laughs> High schools will want to do this. And then middle schools will be playing it, I'm sure. Right? Exactly. And then it's going to become like a cult classic in 20 years. They're going to be like, God do you guys remember High School Musical? <laughs> and we're going to be like, oh God, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yes. I've never seen it, so I'll have to uh, take oh, your word for it. You know what? You don't have to. All right. You really don't have to. Yeah, but... <laughs> um, yeah how did I get into Oh, uh, what was your question that it turned into a long answer? I no, no, that's now. exactly what it should do. Uh, <laughs> no, so we're just talking about your your camp. So your camp, so right. music came first. You said music. I started. Okay, all right. Here's how it started. <laughs> um, my mother is a very free spirit, and uh, when I was living with her in Pennsylvania, she randomly like woke up one morning and said, "Kayla and I uh, had this dream." It really just started out like this. <laughs> she was like, I, I had this dream that just repeated, Kaylin has long fingers, she should play guitar. Okay. And then I thought, okay, Mom, we haven't had your coffee yet, mm. and I'm just going to pretend that we're not having this conversation, because, you know, I was like 13, and you know, I knew everything. So As long as she didn't like just come rushing into your room at 3 in the morning, right. wake up. <laughs> I had a dream. No, that would be a better story. Here's a guitar. <laughs> I was just like, Mom. Start with the ukulele. You'll be fine. I know. <laughs> no, but she um, she was persistent. You know, okay. I was like, I was just like, whatever. And then she grabbed my stepfather's guitar and said, just, 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 just hold it. Try it. Just yeah. play. You know. And at that time, I was very much like in sync and Britney Spears rule the world. Yeah, yeah. So why would I want a guitar? Right. They don't play guitar. Um. They have synthesizers that make guitar sounds. <laughs> yes, which is way cooler, they, yeah, apparently. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I I, um, I tried to play around with it a little bit. Sure. And then, um, so, was your, so you say your mother's free-spirited. Is she, is she musical in any way? She's not. She's um, She 
my mother's main ambition in life was to be a mother. Okay. Um, Fantastic. But she's also, she's got a very creative side to her that she's been catering to. Um, she, I was with her until I was about 15. Okay. Moved with my father. Um, just certain things with her health were going poorly and mm. um, she basically had to start her life over. So she went to California where mm -hmm. she's from. She's been out there ever since. So um, she's an artist. She likes to do these like funky psychedelic drawings. Nice. Um, but it wasn't until she had picked up and started her life again that she let that creative side of her come out. So um, I think seeing that, you know, made me bear witness to how how important art is in identifying yourself sometimes. You know, it's like you, you see things and you connect to them when you see other artists, but yeah. when you start creating things on your own that can surprise you and think, oh my gosh, yeah, that's, you know, it's just, it can inform. Absolutely. I think it's a great example too, right? Yeah. People always say, well, you're, you hit a point where it's too old to do something or start something. Right. Like it's a great example. I don't know how old your mother was at the time this happened, but forties. You know, yeah. to to say I'm going to create this, right? Right. It's already. It was, seems, seems like it was already innate in her. Yes. To it, be creative. It definitely was. I mean, yeah. she's just. I mean, she's a California girl. She's just. That's what I say. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. She just. I think she always. And she's still finding her way, which is. I feel like I'm. Uh, I mean, I'm also half my father, who's a very yeah. strategic, logical. I mean, he's my hero. He is. He was a commander in the Coast Guard, and then he became a math teacher once he retired. So he, but he has this creative side to him too that he, I, I dare say, stifles a bit. I think he's he's brilliant. I think okay. he's, he. Um, you think he stifles it? Yeah, he has. Really? I mean, he has a creative side. Sure. Yeah. Where my mother is like, I'm just gonna go start a new life and yeah. do whatever, and he's kind of. But he, it comes out in many different ways, you know, from uh, from or gifts or plans or, you know, he's just, he's great. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, so I, I, with that, I have like a half of me that wants a plan and stability and <laughs> A plus B equals C. And then the other half of me that's like, just go follow your impulses. And so I'm bi-coastal, actually. My dad's from New York. Mom's from California. Perfect. I'm <laughs> so would you say, so I did see a picture, I think it was that you put up on Instagram, of your itinerary for your trip. Yes. So you say that's your father's side? Yes. Planning of the, every yes. single day, I'm going to contemplate on this day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which well, I think was, was great. I think it was, I, I know it was probably like a jokey. I, but. It was a joke. Because I, I know, because <laughs> I'm, I'm just so excited to have a few days in a city I've been wanting to see. Right. Um, and granted, you know, it was an idea just when I started playing because people would make jokes you know like oh girl plays guitar better go to Nashville um, uh, yeah. but then it was like then the TV show came out and of course I watched it and yeah. then I know it's, is it any good? Um, I love Connie Britton sure I she's think great she's, I, yeah. um, I just love her um, so I thoroughly enjoy the show and okay. I think the music is good um, do you think it's, it's just network television creating a show about Nashville? Well, yeah, that's. Yeah. But I also think that there are some really beautiful parts of the show. I mean, it's, it's a TV show, sure. Which actually, I think that that definition is changing a lot. TV is changing so much. Absolutely. But I, I, I mean, I love it because the little girl in me comes to life. You okay. know, the one that just picked up a guitar for the first time and lets herself through a bit, as opposed yeah. to the one that's like, figure out what you're doing with your life and can you do. You know, it's like <laughs> I get to watch it and see. You know, yeah. I think I think the show has every character on a fast track as far as okay. success. Okay. But I also don't think it's totally off the map. I no, love sure. the music and I I think um oh particularly the uh, Connie Britton's daughters who are kind of a duo act in mm -hmm. real life are just since I mean every time they sing I'm floored there's these two young girls they're her um, actual children they're no, no they, okay, um, okay. but I think I think their parents in real life are musicians as well um what is it it's Maisie and Lennon oh. I think oh gosh I probably have that wrong but they're they're wonderful <laughs> yeah. and so there's a lot I think there's a lot of good music and I just hear so much about Nashville being this place where there's a community and mm -hmm. I think that's a personal buzzword for me because in New York you can find your communities, but people are constantly shifting and sure. doing different things and trying to get to the next thing. So it's hard right. to right. just kind of, yeah. You, so you said you've been in the city for about two years, two and a half years? I've been in New York City yeah. 
For eight years. Oh, you have? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been here longer than I've been anywhere else. Oh, wow. Okay. So that's why, I, yeah. Was... I think I just, I, I mis... no, no. <laughs> misinterpreted that in my mind when you said, like, coming from, I guess, you came oh, from the last place. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was in Maryland for two years before. Uh, that's what go. it was, yeah. right? Um, well, so, and then when you came to New York, obviously, you said school, um, your community was that, at that point, was acting. Yes. Yes. Um, was... Do you find, or did you find any crossover between the people that were in your acting community and the musical community? Because I find that that tends to be the case. I feel like I have met so many musicians who were quote-unquote actors. And I don't mean that in a bad way at all, no. because I think that that creative side definitely you know, crossed paths. Yeah. Um, so I guess my question on that is just, did you, did you find a lot of that crossover? And you talk about community. Um, I find people, especially at the Rockwood Music Hall yeah. community, those people are all very tight knit. From what I, my observations. Yes. Do you not find that to be the case? Or? No, I think. Well, I just um, had my first Rockwood show, mm. and that was exciting because I've been going there for eight years, right. but didn't really, you know, my knock on the door was not heard until this year, um, and I think. Well, okay, so my community with acting. It's funny because in New York I was an actress and who occasionally played music. And then at home I was right. a musician who occasionally acted. Okay. So I'd go home and they'd be like, how's the music? And I'm like, I'm studying theater, you know, and, um, you know, <laughs> vice versa. So uh, it was, what was great is that I had a community of support okay. because I, I did something that not everyone did in my class. They were like, oh, Kellen plays guitar. Let's go see her, you know. And then, um, but now it's it's shifted, and now I go home, and everybody asks, "How's the acting?" And I'm like, "Well, I'm playing music," <laughs> you know. What I mean? So it's it's it's. It, I think there is a lot of crossover. Yeah. Um, and I mean, the truth is, it's storytelling. Um, for for me, and that's why I think there is a lot of crossover because the kind of music I play and how I perform, I mm -hmm. think caters to people who enjoy a good story and a good play, or yeah. or, um. You know, so I I, um, I do feel there's a lot of crossover. I don't feel like I found, like, a nest in New York City. Honestly, but okay. I hope that uh, now that I've played Rockwood, and they, they said I could come back, and I'm going to actually play a show on my birthday in October. Nice. Which is great. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and hopefully I can... I don't know. New York, I mean, even though I've been here eight years, and that sounds like nothing to some, but... yeah. Well, I mean, but it sounds like though too. If you're, if you feel like you're maybe just now finding your niche in music, it's a completely different. It really is a completely different New York right. than it would be for acting or for art. I mean, painting. You know, whatever that that is. Right. I've been here for almost fifteen years, and in that time, there was when I first came here. I I wasn't really. I adore music, and I'm like I'm. I try to see as many shows as possible. But in the beginning, I felt so overwhelmed by the possibilities that I didn't see any music yeah. for years because I didn't know the venues and I didn't know how much they charged and I didn't have a lot of money. Right. So right. I can't spend eight dollars to see whoever to see somebody <laughs> that I don't know that's established, right? Right. And then I also can't pay thirty-five to see someone who is established. Right. So it's really difficult. Um, yeah. But now, you know, when you start to kind of discover that this whole new world opens up. You know, yeah. um, so don't discount it yet. <laughs> I'm, saying. I'm sure Nashville is fantastic and you'll, you'll find out well, when you get there. But. I think that's, I think that is the thing too, is that it's just, there's music everywhere in Nashville. And I'm in a place right now where because I'm, I'm putting my foot down and the, the reason I started focusing more on music in the past year and a half is because acting, I felt like I was developing a lot of unhealthy uh, thought patterns and just mm. it wasn't you know people were like oh are you tired of the rejection I was like no that wasn't even I was rejecting myself before I was rejected okay. it was just a lot of um, just self doubt just so much self doubt yeah. and then to the point where I felt like I was constantly constantly reminding myself of what I'm not as opposed to knowing what I am so and music has always been a very grounding outlet uh, so I said you know what I feel like I'm losing my voice figuratively yeah I want to go back to that so that I can go to these auditions with Kaylin and not just like, I think I'm supposed to be this and this is going to be, you know, I just, it, it sure. was just, which is very, that makes sense. I, I think that's always going to be there, but whether or not that's the loudest voice 
shifts, you know. So I, I, um, I said, you know what? I had a few things happen that just really made me get a bad taste in my mouth with acting. Mm. And I, I just wanted to take a step away from it, which is hilarious because I was only two years out of school. And, you know, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm I had my spell of acting. I'm taking a step away. but <laughs> I need some time. <laughs> right. But at the same time, I was like, you know what? I can't judge myself for having this, this feeling that I need to take a break. Uh, or not even a break. Just like hold the phone. Um, so, but that was great because then I started working at Joe's Pub. Yeah. And there, there's music all the time. All the all time. All the time. Yeah. And I, they had a staff talent show. I just started working there. I just quit my job at this terrible midtown restaurant. Like I've been serving, I've been waiting yeah. tables since I was 15. Wow. It's how I make money. You know, yeah. it's how I, and then, yeah. but, um, I, I was like, it was just a terrible place. And I was so afraid that once I quit that job, I was going to have to leave New York city. Mm. But then Joe's pub came along, um, staff talent show. I was working there for like a week. And I didn't even know if I was considered staff yet. Right. But they said, yeah, you can go up and play, whatever. So I got up on that stage and played a song I finished that day. Because I thought, why not? You know, yeah. I wasn't, I had not been performing my music for a while anyway. Just go up there and do something new. And it was well received. So, and to the point where <laughs> my, uh, my dear RGM, Kevin Abbott, he's a wonderful, wonderful wonderful person everyone who works at Joe's Pub it's a family it's yeah. just a, yeah. a beautiful circus of <laughs> wonderful people um yeah. but he was he was just like wait I didn't know you could do that let's you know whatever and yeah. kind of put in the back of his mind and then um a few months later or actually about a year later there was a few openings in August okay and uh, he was like why don't you play a show and that was like someone saying... You're like, shut up. Yeah, well, that was like someone saying, why don't you get nominated for an Academy Award? Like, right. you, do you want to? And I was like, <laughs> what? Because I just spent a year seeing incredible performances Absolutely. in that room and, and learning more about the public theater. And it's a fusion of all my loves together. It's a know? great place. Yeah. Um, but it's, gosh, I am... It's going all over the place. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, okay. he said, why don't you... So I talked to Shanta, the director of Dress yeah. Pub, another yeah. goddess of a human being. Um, and she was like, yeah, sure. Why don't you do co-bill with someone and your friend? And I was like, yeah. So I got my buddy Simon who actually okay. produced my EP. Nice. Um, and that was a life changing moment. Cause it was one of those, I had just made that decision to yeah. focus on music. And then he said, why don't you do a show? And then I did it. And you're and like, yes, was, why don't I? Yeah. And I did, you know, yeah. I, in that moment, and granted it was during a tequila tasting at work. And I was like, <laughs> I love tequila. For you're like, I'll do a show. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. It's great. I'll do it right now. <laughs> I mean, I think, I think if anything, I was like, did he really mean that? Because yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got my, my tequila ears on. I'm not sure if right. I heard that right. <laughs> well, and I, I just, cause I, I was about to be like, Oh no, 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 no. Yeah. But, um, I think the tequila gave me a little courage and said, <laughs> yes, and it went it went fantastically. It went well. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh, I've got to get people in this room, and it's it is hard because it is pricey, and there's a minimum. It's pricey, and since they've and since were you there before the renovations to the place? No, I wasn't. Okay, so it's I mean, the room is beautiful. Yeah. It was it was always nice before, but it, I would kind of say that the room was cozier before. Okay, just the way the layout, like they actually had like a big long couches. Oh, yeah. Along the section before, I guess the that little lift. Yes. Um, I believe that's still there before, yeah, right yeah. before the bar. They had couches, they had tables, and chairs. It was cozy, but it was also very hard to maneuver. Ah. Yeah. Um, but now, I mean, it's a classy looking room. It is. I mean, it's beautiful, and it, there've been I've seen some great people in there. Yes. Um, so I'm imagining you're like, there's so much history in this place. So much. You, I don't history. know if it's still like that, but in the back, well, I guess in the back. These have just photos pictures. of the who's played yeah. there. Is right right on the side. There's yeah. yeah, pictures of everyone from Amy Winehouse to David Byrne to yeah. Joseph Papp. Um yeah. yeah. And you're like, huh. Yeah. I mean that's and that's I will never, ever tire of Joe's Pub. I mean, I mean, even, like I work I'm on the other side most of the time. Yeah. So but the fact that I work for a a place that wants to give me that opportunity I'm not pounding down the door and saying please like when I was when I said well I'm gonna go home and spend time with my dad and record an EP they were like we're well, gonna release it here right and 
I was That's like, great. I was like, what? I guess I am. <laughs> wow. It's like, it's one of those, I feel very yeah. like super, super lucky. Um, and it's, it's a, to stand on that stage and, and when that room is full or even when there's, you know, it just doesn't matter. It just, it's an honor either way. Um, but it's always going to be giving me a bundle of nerves. I don't know how to. <laughs> yeah. How, so how did the show go? Did you, the first, did you get, the some, first get show, some people in there? Yeah, the yeah. first show, people just ended up showing up and it was, it was incredible. I, yeah. I couldn't, I thought, you know, may I'll be lucky if like 20 people are there. And right. I think it was like 115 showed up and that was unreal. Yeah. I mean, it was cause I walked out on stage and, and before I did anything, it was cause it was just a room full of love, of family and friends. Yeah. And, um, it was. I felt like a rock star. I really did. And I was just like, wow. I think that was a moment that it shook me to the point where I gave myself more room to dream again and not just logically look at everything and say, oh, it's so late. I can't start playing music again. I haven't done it for this. Blah, blah, blah. So, sure. um, and then when that happened, I thought, give yourself a chance. And so, yeah, so then I, I um, after that, said, okay, I'm going to record something, because even though I've been playing for 10 years, I have nothing to show for it. Okay. And then did that, and then Joe's fortunately invited me to release it, and, and that was great, because I had way more time to prepare, and, and it was a full house for the night, and that was, that was, again, another moment where I thought, how is this happening? Yeah. Um, but it was a very humbling and, and motivating and then now I'm playing there August 11th with someone that I've been listening to and it's it's unreal it's really kind of exciting it's S someone that you didn't know somebody someone, you've just been listening to and yes, now you're, you're built with this person yes it's who like is, it's all weaves together with? his name is Pete Molinari okay Molinari Molinari he's it from the UK yeah. and he's exceptional I mean if anything I'm telling people to come to the show to see yeah. him yeah and I'll be so, there yeah. oh yay I'm so glad yeah. um, but he's he's got this he's very influenced by this 60s singer songwriter nice um, but also has a lot of like edge and rock and modern yeah. I don't know he just he brings something of his own with all of his influences and yeah. it's great um, but I was I was listening to him when I went home to record my EP actually my, my dad wasn't doing that well Okay. That's why I went home anyway, and then he was like, well, if you're going to come home and take care of me, you have to do something for yourself. And I'm like, okay, fine, you know, I'll record this EP like I said I was going to. It was kind of like a joke, but it yeah. ended up happening. Yeah. So um, I found Pete's album uh, via Spotify. It mm -hmm. was like New Music Tuesday. Bought it right away after listening to a few tracks, and he has a song called Winds of Change that really became... Like one of one of the summer songs, you know, you, yeah. everyone has like a playlist for summer or whatever. Yeah. And I, I just loved his music. Um, then I got an internship at Sydney Winery in August. That when I came back to New York, and um, come March, I was still working there, and they did a David Byrne tribute at Carnegie Hall, which was raising money for music programs in schools. He was on the bill to perform, and uh, I. I was kind of the check-in girl, <laughs> so I, I shook his hand and said, you know, welcome, whatever, I'm listening to Theosophy, his record that came out last year, and he was he was kind of like, wow, okay, and I was like, why, what, don't you know people are listening to your music, it's right. great. Um, but did, he not, did he not think that it had crossed over here? No, I think he, he knew he just, that, but I guess he wasn't expecting, like, at the front know, door of Carnegie Hall. Yeah, like, you know so who I am, yeah. and you listen to my music, okay. <laughs> I, think, I mean, yeah. people are definitely listening to his music, um, and it's just going to, yeah. his audience is going to grow and grow. So, But he was the only artist performing solo that night. Everyone else was performing with a band um, that was exceptional. It was such a fun night. Um, but... I saw him perform to a Carnegie full house at Carnegie Hall with nothing but him and his guitar, and I was so inspired. Yeah. And um, so we we had a a few conversations after that, like swapped emails and uh, kept in touch. Very, you know, just whenever he was in the city, it's like well, let's get tea. Um, so and then uh, next thing you know, I I told him about Joe's Pub after he talked about rooms he loves to play and the intimacy, but then also enough space for certain amount of people to gather and, mm -hmm. and it's, I was like you've got to see Joe's pub brought him over he met the, um, one of our uh, buyers bookers Alex Knowlton who's another person like hero <laughs> of mine uh -huh. and uh, 
then it wasn't until very recently that they were like, hey, we booked Pete for August 11th. Do you want to join with him? <laughs> I thought, oh my gosh. <laughs> I went from seeing, like, listening yeah. to his record to seeing him at Carnegie Hall to doing a show To with checking him. his coat. To, to checking his coat. I know, exactly. <laughs> I was just like, what? This is exciting. You're like, I just rifled through your pockets and now I get to play with you. <laughs> now I get to play with you. I know. <laughs> no, so that's, it's, it'll be, I think it'll be a lighter show as far as attendance but I'm just thrilled to be sharing the stage with him. It's great. It's gonna be great. So you've been playing for about ten years. Yeah, but so, 12, 10, 12 years. So how many like how many songs do you have in your I have no idea catalog? So when you first started, were you immediately writing music? No, uh, because covers. I'm self-taught. Okay. Yeah, I I learned a few covers, which gave me the knowledge of a few chords, and then um, from there on out, it was funny because I you know again I was given the guitar with force. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Not real force, but, you know. Um, and I thought, yeah, I, I wasn't really that interested in it until, you know, because I, I had my music. I had my pop music. And then it wasn't until <laughs> until Unrequited Love, you know, introduced itself to me that I realized I don't have a song for this, that I wanted to write my own song. So I was, <laughs> I wouldn't say Unrequited Love, I'd say yeah. uh, Unrequited Crush. It was like right out of the phase of boys having cooties, and there was a guy that I just Understood. adored. Yeah, and then like, I, thought, I have to write a song about right. him. And he played guitar, so I was like, "Well, Beautiful. you know, Kismet. I started. I know exactly, exactly." So I was like, "Well, okay, maybe I'll maybe I'll learn it. I'll write a song, guitar, and then you know whatever." Which is great. I'm grateful for that incentive because it's given me a huge part of my life. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny how the the I, in fact in my EP release I had. The whole show is geared towards like the past 10 years of self-doubt and how I'm finally giving myself room to do this. Mm-hmm. And I started with that story about having a crush and, and, and telling people to not be afraid of those funny things and their stories, you know, It'd be like, yeah, I started this whole portion of my life because of a crush. To be honest, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and be like, well, I was really influenced by James Taylor and Joni Mitchell, and I just like knew I had to play music. I wish that was my story, but it's not. It was some guy who smoked a lot of weed and played guitar, and I, yep. I just adored him, and I wanted to impress him. And your mother's dream. And my don't, mother's dream. Don't forget about dream. the long finger dream. Oh, so. which is even which is even weirder. I guess that, that gives it more of like a, my story a little more of a Sort of mystical. Narrative. Yeah, a little, yeah. It's more mystical that way. I know. <laughs> But yeah, and not much has changed. I'm still very influenced by male singer-songwriters. Yeah. So who are you listening to right now? Right now? um, Oh, man. I just saw this guy perform at Mercury Launch, and I am... I'm going to start blushing. Yeah. I got to meet him. (laughs) His name is Anderson Eve. Okay. He's exceptional. If you like Jason Isbell or Chris Stapleton... um, these are, I mean, they're all like Nashville. Like, okay, you know, so oh, here we go again. Another, I know. I'm going to go to Nashville and fall in love every five seconds, and I'm going to be in so and much we, trouble. And we never saw her again. Never, ever again. She had all her stuff packed up and moved yep, out. I got lost in the biscuits and bourbon and boys. Um, so I... I'll, no. I'll take the first two. That's <laughs> I'm really not that boy crazy either. It's the funniest thing. I talk about... Whenever I talk about music, people are like, God, you know, but I'm like, no, I'm not like... Only been in a handful of relationships, yeah. and they've lasted a long time. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> I don't know why I started. I just realized I started sounding like such a girl there. But um, and I grew up with brothers, so yeah. whenever I do feel like I'm getting really girly, I'm like, oh, this is weird territory. Like, come on, let's go throw the ball. Yeah, yeah, man. I do love football. Um, but yeah, Anderson East. Yeah. Also, um, uh, James Bay. He's kind of like. A, mm. He's from the UK. Mm-hmm. I, I actually just saw him perform at Hammerstein Ballroom, and the funniest thing happened. I recognized his his uh, keyboardist and also a guitarist, and I said, "Hey, good luck," because he was right outside of the venue. And he turned around, and I was like, "Oh, are you going to the show?" I said, "Yes." Are you of James's music? Yeah. And he goes, "Oh, well, uh, this is weird, but..." Um, we just got dinner and we all got burritos and James wanted to write down his order so he could genuinely order it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Here's his autograph. So he gave me, um, he had written huh? down his order and then wrote my genuine <laughs> order, James. So he was like, here you go. So, so I got, and I, I, was, I felt very weird about that because I was like, I don't, I mean, that's great, but I, 
I also don't know what to, this is somebody's burrito order yeah. and an autograph of a songwriter I adore. Well, it's better than him saying, here, here's his order. Would you go get it for him? <laughs> I know, but I would have been like, sure, because I've like, been doing yes. that for 12, you know, whatever. <laughs> yes, I've been a waitress for forever. <laughs> so it's fine. I get orders wherever I go. It's so fine. now you have his autograph attached to a burrito order. <laughs> Fantastic. I say, I, I say you put it up on your wall. I know. Well, I was like, do I keep this? I don't know. But I, I mean, James That's Bay... Um, released a few EPs uh, in the past couple years and just released his album in March, I believe. And mm. he's just, it's been really interesting to watch his career yeah. grow. Um, yeah, so I'd say those are the two male singer-songwriters okay. I've been listening to. And Chris Stapleton, who was from Steel Drivers. He, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He started, I like Steel Drivers. Yes. He started not, his own career or solo career. You yeah. got to listen. To I think Steel Drivers is fantastic. I yeah. when I first heard the first album, I that's all I listened to for several weeks. It was just on repeat because it was just so dynamic. Yes. Yeah. You. Oh. oh my gosh! Check out Chris Stapleton's new record. Okay. It's it's all the rasp and soul and. It's just, it's great. Yeah. it's great. So I want to ask you too, so I noticed that you, I don't know if you categorize it this or how it gets categorized. When you ask someone about what kind of music do you play, you know, you have to sort of put it in this weird label, right? Yeah. Everyone has to label it. Yours is alternative folk? That's what? That's what iTunes says. iTunes, yeah. Yeah. Alternative what, folk. What is, what is that? I think that sounds way edgier than what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's like, uh. I don't know. I didn't really choose. They were they gave you a yeah. few options, and you just kind of had to. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Um, I fully admit that I'm still finding my sound. Okay. I, I mean, I know that that's a constant, evolving constant thing. evolution. Right, yeah. but I, I feel like my EP, like I said, I have written many, many songs over so many years. Um, right. But the EP, because I don't feel like I'm like this is the kind of music I want to create. Um, I intentionally made it kind of a sampler where there's, um, you know, one song that's kind of like Southern rock meets mm-hmm. 90s something Tom Petty-ish. And then it's yeah. like, um, well, don't take rights to my song, Tom Petty. <laughs> I just realized I was like, ah. Um, no. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm flattered that you think Tom Petty's no. going to hear this. No. <laughs> you never yeah. know. It's, you true. Never it's know. true. It's true. You put it out there, that's you true. never You're absolutely know. right. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, my, my friend had said that they were like, it kind of sounds like Tom Petty. And I was like, Oh no. Um, compliment. But then it's like, I don't want to do that. Anyway. Well, no, no. It's your influence. You're influenced by so right. many people and those right. things get in there. I love 90s rock. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So when it's like a Southern rock yeah. alternative, then one is super honky tonk and fun and just lighthearted, but then very authentic. And then there's one that's like a ballad. Yeah. And then there's one that's just like pop rock. Yeah. So it, I, I wanted to, if I was going to choose four songs, I wanted it to be like, she could go in many different directions. Yeah. Um, which is actually kind of like a big no-no in as far as today because we're so mm. saturated with music that you just want, what, you know, deliver one thing. You don't want to deliver a million things at once. Make your career, then you can expand, you know. Right. So I'm trying to figure out where my voice really sits. And I, I think it is something that is a blend of folk with, um, I'm really trying to learn more blues and soul. Okay. And uh, something a little Southern, I think. Well, I feel like, though, when you're, you know, um, not to categorize it like this, but girl with a guitar, I mean, a lot of times it's, there, is, there is just going to be the folk right. thing, right? Right. But to what you're saying, I, you have to, you'll have to tell me what the name of the track is because yeah. I can't remember offhand. You have a song that has steel guitar in it, yeah, right, which I think is fantastic. Oh, yeah. And then you do have the other one that, like you said, sort of poppy, right? I think it's more interesting that way. I I like when musicians and bands explore, right? Critics don't necessarily like it, right? Fans, so I'm going to say fans, but people who are just sort of there because they liked that one song two years ago, say, why don't you play more music like that, right? How many times have you been to a show that uh, I, I personally am a fan of somebody getting up and that they've performed that song for the last 10 years. You see them, they perform it differently. You have to keep it interesting. Yes. But yes. you can see like the sort of general, you know, uh, hubbub in the, in the audience of like, why aren't they playing it the way I know on the track, right? Or right. On the, on the album. Like 
you've played your songs over and over again. You have to obviously stay true, but you have to keep it interesting for yourself too, right? Well, that's where I feel like I have a gift and a curse because every time I play a song, it's different. <laughs> and that's because because it wasn't until, and I yeah. think that's because I didn't record anything for 10 years. Yeah. Um, it was like, well, let's just breathe life into it now. And then when it came to actually going into a room and working with a band, which is both two very new things to me, it was like, okay, you have to have a plan for the song. I mean, I was changing words and tempos and everything for the whole time I've been performing. Because it's not like anyone's following me. I mean, my friends and family, they'll be like, hey, you changed the words, you know, that's great. But so it's, it's a, my music's always been a very, um, performing it. I mean, that's, I hope to go to shows and see them do different things. I don't want to hear what I heard on the CD exactly. Absolutely. Do you yeah. think that's your, I mean, I'm just thinking about this now. Do you think that has a lot to do with your acting training? Probably. Because every time you're on stage or every time a person performs, whether it's in a film, whether it's the takes are different, yeah. you're finding, you're finding it. That's part of the journey. You do eight shows a week. If you're, you know, luckily, lucky to be on Broadway, yeah. you're doing eight shows a week and every single time they're finding something new and something interesting and different about it, right? Yeah. That would make, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, I think I like, would think in a song. Yeah. I mean, and that's why I think I'm always going to be blending acting and music together. Um, I, I'd say half my show is my banter in between mm. songs, for sure. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't, I feel very bizarre if I don't say anything yeah. before a song. I mean, yeah. sometimes, you know, with time constraints, it's fine. Or if you're in a bar and you're just, you know, providing entertainment for the night, of course I'm not sitting there like, this song is about you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. not doing that there. But do you, do you usually say the same things about the song? Um, I get Like, how's your very, banter? Do you think you're pretty good at it? I Because it's a hard thing to do. I'm not bad at yeah. it. There are days where I'm better than of course, it, but yeah. there are days where I just, I think I, I go through Here's phases. this song. Right. Go. <laughs> well, you know, I saw Lee Fields perform at Joe's Pub and he's incredible. I mean, whew, what a voice. Um, but before a song one time, he was just like, this song is uh, about, and you're, you're like on the edge of your seat, what is it going to say? What situation? And then just start singing. <laughs> and then I was like, I'm going to do that. <laughs> you know, I, that's one thing working about jo working at Joe's Pub. You learn, it's constant education. You know, that's you, fantastic. You see shows fail. You, sh you see shows just rocket. You, I mean, you see so many, you yeah. learn so much um, that you have to learn by doing too. You can't just watch. So, um, yeah, I think I, I go through phases with my songs. They'll have the same stories for a couple shows and then I definitely want to change it. I don't like to keep it the same. Um, of course. Yeah. Cause I, I, wanna, I mean, I have a friends and family following. I'm not like, I understand. Yeah, so it's like, I like to keep it fresh for them too. I don't want to be like, gosh, I've been seeing the same show for 10 years. <laughs> you know? Like, wow, she's saying the exact same thing. She yeah. Said. Yeah. I mean, but I imagine that's tough. I mean, if you're performing, I don't know how, how often you perform, but you're performing more now than you were. Yes. <clears throat> Every single time you perform, if you want to do the banter, I've seen shows where people have literally said the same thing every single show, wow. banter-wise. <clears throat> and again, I, you know, I, I imagine that it's tough. Yeah, well, I think it's it's fun because then it makes it it makes it. There's a total difference. People will hear your song differently if it's fresh to you, mm -hmm. just like a monologue or a play, or you know, it's just you. It's part of, I think it's part of my job as a performer to make it constantly fresh. And yeah. there are days where it's, I, I just got to go and I got to play and I got to, and I, that's, even when I rehearse and rehearse, rehearse a show, I leave gaps so that I have moments of a little bit of fear and spontaneity so that I can be grounded again. Um, but yeah, and I, I think like last night I played a show in Brooklyn to an audience of, I only knew like. Three out of the, I don't know, 30 people there, mm -hmm. which was great because that was, that's been my goal is to just try to play places where no one knows who you are. Sure. Because um, I'd like to have more people listen to my music <laughs> and not just be like, family, please, you know. You find out they're actually a distant cousin. <laughs> you know? Yeah, probably. Oh, shucks. Um, <laughs> Aunt Susan told me to come, so I <laughs> show up. I was in town. Yeah, I would oh, that'd be sad. Maybe, I mean, that's, I mean, look, I give myself little goals because I have my father in me, but then I have my mother. You know, where it's, it's, I want to be spontaneous, but I want to be strategic. 
So my goal this summer was to play as much as I could, which I shot myself in the foot in some ways because it's like I can't expect my friends to come to every show. And I also can't expect, um, you know, to, to nail every performance. But then that's been an education in itself because I get to, I've been, I've at least met one person that I had not known before at every show. Absolutely. And I've also, you know, they've taken the EP, which is great. Now I yeah. have like my business card, which is an yeah. EP. And there you go. Here you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just, it, I think as long as I give myself those baby steps. And, yeah. <laughs> so then, so you have this, um, book of music. Are you yeah. planning on to do like another EP? What? How do you reach the decision between creating an EP or an album? I feel like it seems that everyone who starts out, right, it's an EP. Right. Um, unless you're sort of established. Right. Um, so how do you, how'd you come to that? Well, I actually was ready to, I was like, let's do an album because I just got so many songs I want to get rid of <laughs> in a way. <laughs> nice. Where it's like, I, I want to give them a real life, you right, know, because right. it's like all these like... <laughs> No, I was going to say, uh, no, right now. <laughs> it's like all these unborn children. And then I was like, yeah, that sounds yeah. weird. So, but I, no, I, there's you know something I mean? you like, want to give birth to these, yes, these songs exactly. and put it out there in the world and exactly. let them try to go off by themselves. I'm just so pregnant with all these songs. <laughs> I get it. That's such a weird metaphor. Okay. Yeah. But, um, no, you get it. You get I, what I'm saying. I understand. I think I, I was ready to record like 15 tracks. I wanted to do, you know, just do it. And, um, I talked to the uh, owner and engineer, Matt Leffler-Shulman at Mottown Studios in Baltimore. I wanted to record at home. Um, and he was like, do an EP. The world we're in, people want constant work. You know, they want you to be constantly oh, producing. That makes sense. So it's okay. much easier to do something like four tracks and then next year do another four tracks. And, and then when he said that, I was like, no, really? and I have a, like I could even give this one a little concept you know and yeah. he, he was like I'm telling you it's just constant production you that's know so I, I think that's why even established artists are releasing EPs you You're know right. and yeah. it's it's like I think in my dream world if I really could have it the way I want it I just want to keep getting better I mean I just started guitar lessons I started guitar lessons after playing for 10, Isn't that, 12 years that's funny so I'm trying, but I'm trying to learn because I'm self-taught. I don't yeah. know what I'm doing, you know. So it's like it's one of those things where it's like I want to constantly be growing as a musician, and therefore give myself space to do things like EPs. And then maybe once I feel like, yeah, this is my genre, put out an album. So how? So how? So if you're self-taught, I've never actually asked anybody this before. If you're self-taught, how are you writing the music? Do you are you physically writing it, or you're just remembering because you don't really know the notes, yeah, right? You're not really writing it down. There's a lovely thing called voice memo. There you go. <laughs> um, and then before that, it was cassette tapes. You just record and, it and... Yeah, you just... You improvise. That's the good. It's another thing with acting. Huh. It's like, yeah. I, I'll find a few chords, and now I'm finally learning, like, how to find out the key of a song and what chords are in a key. And now it's making my songwriting so much more fluid than jagged, where there'd be times where I'm like, what is that chord I'm looking for? And I'd hum it and try to find it, and like, it's just insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I still... Hand cramps. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like, I know... It's really... Um, uh, yeah, I, I mean, like I said, I, I learned a few covers, which gave me knowledge of a few chords, and then found other chords. Like, a lot of chords in my songs, I don't know what they are. I just know the shapes, and that they are... It's very... It sounds very... No, know. it's great. Do you... Have, I'm assuming... Uh, have you ever watched Friends? Yes. Right. Yes. Do you know the? There's a scene in which Phoebe is teaching Joey how to play the guitar. No, I haven't. Seen you need this. to look it up because she's like, okay, so now you do claw, <laughs> and she's showing them. It's like, and that's this, and then you do, and then it's some other like weird hand thing that yeah. she has a name for. It finds out that he's actually taking lessons. He's like, oh yeah, the E chord. She's like, what? <laughs> how do you know that? He's like, uh, it's fantastic. Oh my that's gosh. exactly what it reminded me of. It's funny. That's, that's kind. Of, I feel like I'm going through. <laughs> Because I totally have Phoebe knowledge yeah. of the guitar. Yeah. I'm like, um, <laughs> this is the, I mean, and I know, I know basic chords. It's just yeah. one of the, once I start putting the capo on or changing tuning, I'm like, I just know this is a chord, but I don't know what it is. But, There's yeah. nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think, I, well, I think that seems like that's, it sounds like it's a little more innate for you. People who play piano by, you know, people who can just play piano. I mean, yeah. uh, first of all, it's amazing to me, but then 
the fact that they can just play and not have to see music or read music because they don't know how, they just know how it sounds and how it feels. Yeah, it's, yeah, I guess, but it, it gives someone like me who is half and half with creativity and then logical, you know, kind right. of, I, I feel very insecure as a musician. So I think, you know, it's funny because sometimes people are very sweet and they'll be like, why are you taking guitar lessons? And I'm like, well, why are you kidding me? Of course I am. Like, I'm not nearly as good as sure. I want to be. And also I want to know what I'm doing, you know, but, um, actors are actors. If you're, I mean, anybody who's in that profession, they're constantly should be taking classes, classes right. or things to improve themselves. Right. Yes. And I think it's, it would seem silly and ignorant not to do that. So I think that's, right. I think you're doing the right thing. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing, I think another reason why I was like, I just want to focus more on music and I've had a lot more fun with it is because I can go home and play my guitar. Yeah. And you can't really go home and act. That's <laughs> you true. could. You, you could, could if you wanted to. I mean, and my... Your um, neighbors are calling the cops. There's something right? crazy going on. <laughs> You're like doing Blanche Dubois, like <laughs> by yourself, <laughs> drinking. And blah, blah, blah. I think, um, I, yeah, it's, it, I think, yes, you should definitely be, I mean, and that's a great thing about New York. You could be taking so many different classes and just constantly educating yourself on anything you want. You yeah. Know? For a while I was taking French classes because I really want to learn French. Nice. And I was able to afford it for that month. Or, you know, it was like one of those things where I, um, if you're an artist, be it actually studying or craft more or anything, just keeps you, keeps you alive. Yeah. You know? I agree. Yeah, for sure. But, but yeah, our lessons. Um, I really am like losing. Tr I feel like I'm bouncing all over the place. I'm like, oh. was there something that you wanted to focus on? No, no. Class? I just feel bad that I'm like. I feel no. like I don't answer a question in the day. No, no. <laughs> See, the whole th the whole thing is, it's like it's like having a conversation with your friends, right? When you have a conversation with your friends, you're just, I mean, so what'd you do this morning? And the next thing you know, you're talking about, you know, uh, riding the roller coaster at Coney Island. So it's you're just, right. you know, it's just, right. It's okay. Yeah. It just whatever comes up. Um, so that being said, what. Uh, are there any like big shows that you're looking forward to, like viewing? Because there's a lot. See, this is what I really love about New York in the summertime. Yeah, is there is an overwhelming amount of things to see and do. Right. To the point that it's almost stifling. Yeah. Where you're just like, I can't choose yes. what to to see. Um. Well, I mean, I was really looking forward to seeing James Bay, and I've I've been seeing him. For the past, every time he comes to town, I get a yeah. ticket. <laughs> so funny. Um, but I, I, um, I don't have any more tickets coming up right now. I'm just, I guess I'm. I know Glenn Hansard is going to be playing the Beacon. Oh wow! I can get a ticket for that. Yeah. Um, but I feel kind of like at that Carnegie Hall thing yeah. where I met Pete. Glenn Hansard was also playing, and he's a huge inspiration to me. Yeah. Um, and I, uh, you know, he's, I saw once when I was just out of high school mm -hmm. and then we saw him, uh, I was in a film, we did a film right outside of school with, with a great team of people that were very ambitious about starting their own film company. Um, anyway, we went to, he was like, look, I want a song for the movie. I mean, right away, acting and music were being blended together for me okay. from the get-go. So I want to saw the movie kind of like this. Sent me to the Once website. Heard the music. Died. I just mm. died. I was like, this is the most beautiful thing. Finally saw the film and thought, oh my gosh, that was like, that was my probably my first independent film experience, too. Really? Okay. Um, which, if I could have my way... They should I'd, all be like that, right? I know. I mean, I would love, like, if I could actually have my dream career. It's like, keep with the music, maybe get lucky enough to tour... And also create an independent film. Like, that would be the dream. Um, but once. Okay, Glenn Hansard. Follow up. <laughs> Saw him at 9.30 Club. Up, would you? No, sorry. <laughs> Saw him at the 9.30 Club in D.C. with Marquette Glova as the swell season. Wow. And it was sold out. And he yeah. walked out. And I've never seen someone so humble and shocked. And um, because I thought, you deserve ten times this room to hear right. you sing, you know. Um, and we stayed after and met him and told him about our little movie. And my director is such a fan that he, um, you know, Glenn was very sweet and said, you know, what's your movie about? And I, I played a young, it was before Juno, let me preface that, but I played <laughs> a young girl who got pregnant and okay. played music, you know, whatever. So, um, 
our director was so nervous and he kind of blurred out. He's like, oh, the movie, uh, it's, uh, well, she gets pregnant and just points to me. And I was like, great. What a great introduction. I, right. You know, and then by the end of it's our... As long as it's not on camera. Okay. <laughs> but by the end of it, um, Glenn, you know, it said, oh, thank you so much and see you later. Good luck getting knocked up, is what he said to me. <laughs> and I thought, that is not the way I want to be introduced to a hero of mine. Yeah. You're like, can you put that down with your burrito order? Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. The weirdest things happen to the people I want to become memorable to because they're so memorable for me. We but, put a lot of pressure on ourselves. And so when that when I that know. happens, that's what you'll remember is that he said, good luck getting knocked up because yeah. you were so like, uh. Yeah. Exactly. But then I, but then I, when I moved to New York that for school, mm-hmm. I saw him at the Beacon. Actually, I didn't see him. I went to go see him after the show. That's how crazy I was. Yeah. And I met a dear friend of mine, Emilio who was also doing the same thing, and we started writing music together. I'm actually seeing him right after this. We're going nice. to play. Um, which, that's a friendship I I will forever hold dear. Um, would have never come about without Glenn Hansard. But then fast forward, yada, 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 years later, Carnegie Hall, here he is, coming in and playing the show. Yeah. I see Pete perform. I'm so inspired that I march down to my bag. I grab my EP. I walk up to Glenn Hansard's dressing room. I knock on the door. And I totally chickened out. I was gonna give him oh, my no. EP. No, no, no. But I, I was, <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna do it. I was just so inspired that I yeah. was like, I have to let him know that this EP would not have been possible without him because he's such a huge influence. And um, he opened the door, and Amanda Palmer and him were sitting there like jamming out. Yeah. Because they're about to go on stage. And uh, I'm like, how'd you get back here? Yeah, well, then, uh, granted, they all kind of might have wrecked it because I was a checking girl. So they might yeah, have yeah. been like, she looks familiar. You know, right. I wasn't like a total stranger. Sure. But um, I said, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. And I kind of walked away and they were like, no, it's OK. They probably thought it was going to be like, oh, 20 minutes, you know. But right. I walked in and they were like, come on, it's fine. It's fine. And I looked at Glenn Hansard and I said, no. <laughs> I said OK. I had to do this or I was going to regret it for the rest of my life, and which instantly sets the room into a different yeah. zone. They're, like, they're immediately crossing their arms, getting ready. Yeah. They're on the defensive, like, okay. Well, yeah, exactly. She's got a gun. No! <laughs> I know, isn't it terrible that you would think that now? But um, I, I, um, and then I, I was like, oh God, I'm going to speed it up because they're getting, you know. And I said, I first saw you perform when I was 17. And then the waterworks started happening and I started tearing up out of nowhere. And he goes, oh, you're having a moment. And he comes over <laughs> and gives me a hug. And um, you here's my EP. <laughs> and then I said, I'm sorry. I just, I saw you perform when I was 17 and I knew it in my bones that music was going to be a very important part of my life. But it's taken me eight years to give myself permission to share it. Um, so you can do whatever you want with this. I just, it wouldn't be here without the my biggest inspirations and you're among them. So thank you for doing what you do. And here's, here's my EP. And uh, he took it and was just so sweet and so nice. You know, That's a fantastic you, story. I think I'm going to tell him it just fine because it's, it's, I, cause it also introduces Pete and this whole yeah. mess I got myself into. <laughs> no, that's a fantastic but, story. Yeah, I can. I mean, you got to. And Amanda's in the background is rolling her eyes. No, no, no she was kidding. so nice. But I'm I, sure. Seeing her too, I was like, oh my gosh, the art of asking. I was like, that is, I mean, I'm doing it right now. I'm asking. You know? like, her, her TED talk is pretty amazing. Whoa. I, I wept after yeah. that. I was like, this is, I need to meet this Jeez. woman. Exactly. Yeah. And then, so having both of them in the, and I even said to her, I was like, they, I, you don't, I can't wait. Like, I only book. have one. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> But you can check me out at Kaylee. But she was so, she was like, oh my God, let me take a picture. And I said, no, I'm crying. And she goes, you look pretty when you cry. And then took a picture of Glenn and I. And she said, just find me after. And I didn't have, I didn't have, I I used all my guts for that. So I didn't have the guts to go up to her. I'm going to be in a puddle in the uh, the corner (laughs) the rest of the night. I can't. uh... I didn't. So I just, I, I, I didn't have the courage ironically to ask her for the picture by the end of the night plus I was working and trying to finish the yeah. whole event but yeah. um yeah what a fun but night see, but see now you have this story I have the next time story. you see Amanda hey Amanda remember uh I was the girl that uh, <laughs> that you took a picture of because I bombarded in the do you dress happen room. to have that on your phone still yeah <laughs> actually I tweeted her because she's great at responding to yeah it. And I was like, hey, do you st- 
saw the picture and she just favorited it. <laughs> and I was like, like that's that's no, okay. that wasn't that wasn't recorded. <laughs> I, I was like, okay, um, but yeah, maybe maybe I'll get to meet her sometime. Yeah. I like the idea, um, I, and I think there's no reason that can't happen. The your your dream goal there of getting the music and the filmmaking and yeah, there's there's no reason that can't happen. That would be really exciting. Really excited to do something like that. Yeah. And we live in a world now where, I mean, at least we do as Americans, um, where we can create our own work and just mm-hmm. keep. Not cheap, and you have to you have to ask. Thank you, Amanda, yeah. uh, for help. Um, but if you have that support, you don't abuse it, but also don't just ignore it. You it's know? true. Like, oh, yeah. Trying to make it happen. <laughs> so that's great. So um, I think we're uh, going to wrap it up. Yeah, here soon. sure. Um, but thank you so much. I no, really enjoyed cool. talking to you and, and uh, fantastic stories. And I think I really enjoy your EP. Oh, uh, I'm looking forward to the second EP, and maybe you, yes. that's maybe that's what you do. Just release some EPs because yeah. I completely agree with the the idea of output. Um, I don't know how you feel about it, but a lot of people like when you see it's been five years between albums. It's hard to maintain right. that, especially again the world we live in, where there's so much content coming at us. Right. You can just keep it going. You keep it. You keep, know, it fresh. keep it fresh, keep it in people's minds. Yeah. You know, maybe you just release EPs. Just release EPs until I, they're Every six months. <laughs> Every six, oh, that was, <laughs> they're not that cheap. <laughs> that's, that's true. That's true. No, yeah, hopefully the next one will have life in 2016. I think that's the goal. Nice. Maybe in the fall. Right on. Hopefully. Well, thanks again. Thank you. Right. Thank you. This is great. Like a tide washes over the shore Your eyes are watching me Ooh, But they don't go back and forth They say hello and then they decide to close And our lips become the justification of our art Yeah, it feels good and it's something